once again doing a podcast. We skipped last week because of reasons. We did. Yeah. The thing is that people need to understand a lot of a lot of people have been concerned. A lot of people have been asking. And the reason that they need to understand is that we had reasons for yeah. skipping last week. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I, I know people want an explanation. And so that's what we're giving you. Yeah. The, the explanation is that we had reasons and they're good reasons. Um, and yeah. That's any questions? No, actually, I'm sorry. We're not taking questions. <laughs> uh, last last week, something that happened to me that I didn't get to talk about mm. um, that I wanted to, to run by you at the beginning of the show is I received something. Um, something was left. We have a, we have like a few big kind of those Japanese style pine trees. Okay, you know, with like the big limbs that go all sorts of ways. Uh huh. Um, in our front yard and uh. On one of them in the in the crook of the lowest branch was a, a envelope with uh with the John it had John eight thirty two written on it. Okay. Which is uh right. you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Okay. That, hmm. So like that's hmm. a hmm. that's an interesting thing to Right, find. yeah, thinking face emoji. <laughs> <laughs> and on opening it, it was uh it was a a book. There was like a, a little okay. interesting. paperback book in there maybe like a a 50 page book you know it's not too too thick mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was called uh you can click on this you can see a picture of it it's called national sunday law okay hmm. interesting <laughs> i think that's one of my favorite bands i think i saw them at Warped Store. <laughs> national sunday law is uh about a conspiracy theory that alleges the the government is going to enact a national blue law that would make Sunday an official day of rest and worship. Um, uh, interesting. So this is this, like the Chick Fil A <laughs> agenda. <laughs> it's a it's a Seventh Day Adventist um, oh, conspiracy theory. Yeah, and they don't they like to do it on Saturday instead of Sunday. So to them, this is bad. Yeah. To to lots of yeah. people, I can think of a lot of people you would give this book to, and they would be like, "That sounds fine." <laughs> I think even people other, you know, you hand this to someone who's Muslim or a, a, a Jewish person, you know, right. they would be like, okay, you do you. I don't care. Like, I mean, we used to have, but, we used to have these, like, these used to be common laws anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't on a federal scale. Right. But basically, they believe that this will, like, usher in the apocalypse or something. Like, mm. Uh, and begin a period of persecution, and it 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 it, it ha- also has you know a lot of anti-Catholic, like the Pope is the Antichrist, right? Stuff. Well, that yeah, I mean that's like that's like uh, you know that's like uh, conspiracy theory one hundred and one, you know. <laughs> but it's uh, I I was like you know just thumbing around, and it's it's really insane and wild, and it's so out of date, like. The idea, the the funniest idea to me is that in the midst of all of that's the stuff that's going on in the world right now, right? There was a person who knows me or my family. I uh, theoretically, I think, yeah. Unless they're just handing them out all down the street, they just There's have a, a bunch of these books. <laughs> who's like, yes, this is the most important thing we can talk wake, about. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> and it's just oh like, oh boy, look. 
Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's time for you to awaken to the biggest crisis currently facing us. The not National Sunday able, Law Conspiracy. Not being able to buy beer and cigs on Sunday. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> you can't do in some states anyway yeah, already. right. <laughs> and as we know, those states have turned into apocalyptic hellscapes. I'm just so. reading the, the, so this book was originally published uh, in 1983. I'm reading from the uh, Amazon page for this book, which you yeah. can get for $5 <laughs> plus $4 shipping. Oh. Uh, National Sunday Law explains exactly who the beast is, what the image of the beast is, and what the mark of the beast is. A fascinating book oh. and a must for anyone in search of the truth. The truth. Capital yeah. the, capital truth. National Sunday Law was first published in 1983 and is now in its 110th printing with 36.8 million in print. This is just, what this is is a conspiracy to destroy trees. <laughs> <laughs> it's so insane. Yeah. It's just the weirdest thing. I can't get over the cover for this book. Like the, the cover design <laughs> is actually it's pretty very... good. <laughs> It's very good. It's kind of 80s. There's like a, yeah, it's like a Tron like field. And then National Sunday Law is in Futura, which is pretty neat. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. This is bizarre. (laughs) A shocking glimpse behind the scenes. Uh, Frequently bought together um, this book, Uh as well as Ten Commandments Twice Removed and Last Day Events Facing Earth's Final Crisis. This is a strange. This is a strange place. Also also under Books You May Like, How to Destroy America in Three Easy Steps by Ben Shapiro, which is currently the number one Mm. bestseller in history and theory of politics on Amazon. I believe that came out recently. He's he's published, this is the foolish thing, he's he's published How to Destroy America in Three Easy Steps. What he's done is he's given us the blueprint, and I think that that is foolish of him. Um, Yeah, the leftists thank you. Yeah. Thanks for that. Um, Anyhow. We also want to follow up on some homework that we gave at the end of last episode. Yeah, and we did it's extend been, the deadline, so. We did. We did. So, so you, you, if you haven't done it by now, um, I don't know what to say. You could still do it. You can still turn it in. And Well, let's do that thing that teachers do where they don't tell you how much credit they'll give you for it. Right. Yeah. They just. You can still turn it in for something, and then they just grade you normal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it was to watch the Hewlhauser California's Gold episode about the Basset Hound picnic. A truly, truly delightful episode. It's today. I'm in kind of a dog mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just say, uh, you know, obviously it's very cute because there's a ton of Basset hounds, but also Hewl's fit in that episode. <laughs> yeah, is so good. I'd... I want to if. If I had, maybe I'll do this. I don't know. I don't have this. This is the thing. I have no time lately, Mm -hmm, but there's all mm -hmm. these things I want to do. And one of those things is to make a tumbler that is just Huel fits. (laughs) Just Huel core. Huel core. You better register that now. (laughs) Oh, no. Huel core. I better go add it to the aesthetics wiki. Huelcore.tumblr.com. There's nothing here. Okay. It seems like uh, it's open at least. Hmm. Hmm. Uh. Who even That's owns Tumblr sh- anymore? Yeah, whatever. Who cares? I don't. I don't, I haven't been there in forever, so I don't even know. But Huel has a, he he does have a good fit. But like, the, just the, if you are feeling down, you need to watch this because it's so. First of all, you need to meet meet our dog Floyd. Floyd, who <laughs> who's named after somebody's grandpa, mm-hmm. 
uh, this is just the most beautiful basset hound. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have, have you a, got the you got the longest ears competition. The longest ears competition. You got the saddest face. Oh, saddest my, face. That's the saddest face I've ever seen. <laughs> There's also a yeah. copious amount of drool. Just like drool. what is all this drool about <laughs> on these animals? <laughs> I love that he asked that. It's such as like he's unfamiliar with basset hounds. He's like, now this drool. What? How and why What's does it happen? He, he goes to like three different Basset Hound owners in a row who want to talk to him about something else. Yeah. And he he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The drool. The drool. Explain this to <laughs> but me. The drool. But because I, I the, have, because. I still gotta get a clip of him saying because, because the way he says because, because. Because. I'm going to start saying it like that. I'm going to train myself. Yeah. Say, just because. laps into a slight Tennessean sort of sort of uh, but drawl he, he, because he's just well. And the thing you learn, the best thing you learn in this episode is right at the top mm-hmm. where he talks about. It's really heartwarming. He talks about his experience with his dogs. He says, "I was thinking about my dogs, and that's why I decided to come down here." And I think that Hauser didn't even really plan this episode. Mm. He was just sitting in his living room. Like reading the newspaper of like events old, this weekend. <laughs> going th- No, he was probably going through old photo albums and thinking about his dogs. Mm. And he's like, I miss my dogs. Mm. And then, then he opened the paper and he's like, aha. aha. And then he just called up Louie. Yeah. And they went and filmed this. Like, Come over here, Louie. <laughs> and they just went in. That, that's, that's so cool. Look over here, Louie. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, but he was so obsessed with it. Oh, but you learned that his first dog's name was Hey Boy. Yeah, which is that's very Tennessee. So <laughs> that's so pure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So... Uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty great episode. They have a, oh, they have a, a howling contest. Oh yeah. That was also pretty great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, what, what was that one dog who would howl to a specific U2 song? Yeah. And the guy had, this is, this is funny too. This is like, this must be like the early eighties or someone. Cause somebody has like a cassette boom box that they're playing Uh the song for the dog so that the dog will howl (laughs) (laughs) anyhow it was pretty delightful i recommend everybody go watch it um yeah yeah heartwarming the the other thing that i've been working on here is like for undisclosed reasons i and i hate to admit this because it it it's me coming out as a fake fermenting boy oh Mm. but um Mm. i've never had kombucha Mm. Until last week. Mm-hmm. And well, I'm glad that you I have ch- had it. Do, do you know what, what sort did you have? <clears throat> what sort did I have? I can look up, uh, can I look up my Instacart history and tell you? Oh, I'm sure you can, it was, yeah. The only reason I bought it, it was like on a whim because... It was, it was the only drink because, they had. <laughs> they were out well, of everything it was like, else. It was like on sale and I was like, oh, that. Uh, I could go for that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I got it. Uh, view order details. It was not a normal. It was not a GT Dave. Oh no. Mm, okay. You know it was. It was. Uh, ooh, what's that about? You disapproving of not GT Dave? Well, you know. It was hum. Hum. H u m m kombucha coconut lime. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Now I think the name of this brand yeah. is perfect. Because my reaction to the drink was, 
hmm. <laughs> it was underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I was getting an idea of what, to me, what this tasted like is someone told a man in like Mongolia who's like on the steps mm-hmm. and disconnected from like the Western world, mm-hmm, like about mm-hmm. kombucha. And he was like, let me try and make some. Right. And that's what it like. It tasted like someone had heard about this. I don't, but I don't know. I have no frame of reference. Yeah. So I want to try. I want to know from you. What is the, what's the kombucha? Cause there's too many kombuchas. I don't know. There what are, is there's the a lot of kombuchas and I, I admit that I have not tried many of them. I've, I've okay. tended to stick to the ones that I have tried and found good. So, uh-huh. um, well, and- so what are those? So well, let me tell you what this tasted like. Maybe that. It, sure. It tasted like someone put a bunch of filtered water in the bottle and they, they like did one of the, like on the soda stream, like one pizz. Yeah, a little fizz. Like just a little fizz, like hardly any fizz. Mm-hmm. And then they drops like maybe like a tablespoon of vinegar in it. Okay. And then yeah. they, and then they like just like dunked a piece of coconut in there left it for 10 seconds and then removed it you know that's probably not too far off from how they made imbibed the the coconut flavor (laughs) it just didn't it didn't have much flavor to it yeah it just mostly tasted sour Mm. yeah um i've definitely had in fact last week i tried um i got a uh um flavor of kombucha from the gt dave family of products which is the most readily available i find um Mm -hmm. i got the lemonade flavor kombucha Uh, but of course the Mm -hmm. thing about kombucha is that it is already quite sour that's sort of the the attraction of kombucha um Mm -hmm. and when you add the lemon juice into it it tasted like i was drinking acid like it was overwhelmingly sour it was just like you're just drinking lemon juice yeah it was it was powerful and i was like this is too much i cannot handle this i do like the sour stuff but that one was excessive um yeah i have also had the ginger aid flavor which is meant to be like lemon and a little bit of ginger um Uh i find some of the ginger ginger aid is a common kombucha flavor i find that some of them can be overbearing in that you get like the acidity of the lemon and like a very burny ginger and it's just like ah ah, ah." it's like you're destroying your esophagus so maybe i should try you can certainly try it i find that the the ginger aid is one of the more um common and well-stocked flavors um Mm -hmm. for a while i was enjoying pink lady apple flavor which tastes more like a sort of apple juice apple cider but with some bubbles and a little bit of bite to it very tasty um but the one that i've been getting lately and that i order in quantity is the uh gt's synergy trilogy uh trilogy (laughs) so named (laughs) so named because it has um ginger lemon and raspberry so it has a bit of fruitiness to it which i quite enjoy also it's like a bright red color unlike any other drink that i have really tried so does it dye your teeth it does not gonna be a problem okay (laughs) well and this is the other thing this is why i like kombuchas because like this is a very flavorful drink um yeah and it's like 50 calories per per a bottle Oh. And and I have like half of a bottle, like for as like a dinner drink. So it's it's quite, um. I mean, it's certainly healthier than like a a Coke or a Diet Coke, you know. So, yeah. All right, I'll try. I'll try these three. Yeah. If anybody has a uh, the, the booch recommendations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
hit me up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of there's I don't know if you you'll definitely have the GTs. You might have the Health Aid brand near you. I like their Pink Lady Apple. They also have um they have a bunch of stuff. I think they have a Grape Vibes one that I tried that was very good. Um good I like good vibes. vibes. They have a Blood Orange Carrot and Ginger, which sounds very interesting. Um I saw I think I've seen these. I've seen these. Also Jalapeno Kiwi Cucumber. That does not sound what I want to do. And then they have they have one here that's I guess this is seasonal. It's called Holiday Cheers Seasonal Kombucha. And it has uh uh kombucha culture, black tea, green tea, ginger juice, vanilla powder, and cocoa powder. <laughs> that's a little Ooh. weird. But Ooh. uh uh perfectly blends notes of ginger, cloves, allspice, and chocolate. Huh. I don't mm. know that I would drink that now, but you know, maybe in like November. <laughs> the yeah, th- so the thing about kombucha too is that it's expensive. It's like it, three fifty yes. for a bottle. So like, yeah, yeah. Um, I what I want to do is I want to taste the kombuchas mm-hmm. so that I can like understand what they're supposed. Yeah, you to need be like a kombucha what sampler, I like. but I've not I've never I, seen yeah. such a thing, unfortunately. I, I mean, I need to f- find a kombucha sommelier. Yeah, yeah, and you know, but. But then what I well, want to do is be, I just want to start you know, making my own kombucha. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I got to know what I'm supposed to be aiming for. Right. You know what I mean? You need to get a SCOBY and then, yeah. 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 I, that's, I, I need to get the mother. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then you yeah. can just ferment all manner of tea. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's good. my plan. I, I tried kombucha and it has become my sort of... um the drink of choice when I feel like something a little more flavorful than water. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I just get bored of water. I don't. Yeah. Like, and even when you, even when you put the fizz tongue. in water, you get tired of fizzy water too. So, yeah. 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 Cool. Well, I will, I will update on people on that. So that's my homework. Um, also, I just wanted to quick update out there that I've rediscovered tinned luncheon meats. Hmm. Like a like, like a, spam. Oh yes, like a spam. Mm, interesting. That's that's what they're called. So the off brand of spam is called tinned luncheon meats. <laughs> tinned luncheon meat. Yeah. Like if you want to get like the store brand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I've just been using it in like fried rice and stuff. Mm. And I've been eating spam musubi. Have you ever had spam musubi? No, I have not. Um, are you familiar with what it is? Uh, no, not at all. It is basically a thing of rice, spam like a musubi. patty of rice with, with a slice of Spam that you cook in like soy sauce or like teriyaki. Mm. You fry it and then you wrap it in seaweed. Okay. Yeah. And I'm looking, like this is little, sort of like a, it looks sort of like a, a like a sushi roll sort of thing, but. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh it's like a Hawaiian thing. Huh. Interesting. And it's. It's delicious. I got hooked on it when I lived with the Tongan guy who had, who had gone mm. to school in Hawaii and learned to make it there, and he just made it all the time. And it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like a super convenient, like, it hits I'm all those spots a, of, a like... a variant here where you add egg. Oh. I've never had it with egg. I feel like that would be... You add a little scrambled egg. Hmm. Maybe more than it needs. I don't... The yeah. thing about it is that it's almost like a... Like you know how bicycle like bicycle riders used to just keep like a hot roasted potato in their in their pocket and then they eat the the roasted potato or like now they keep like a a protein pouch thing right. mm-hmm. or like an energy pouch. This is like a 
like a Hawaiian energy pouch. <laughs> like that's what <laughs> musubi is. <laughs> it's just like the perfect combo of the perfect ratio of like sweet, salty, starch, fat. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it just hits it. So yeah, mm. that's just a, I, I just wanted to put that out there that I, I am recommending we're, we're buying uh tinned luncheon meats. Mm. Oh no. I, it's been two weeks. I can't find the soundboard. Oh, there we go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten I'm how rusty. it all works. <laughs> I'm getting rusty. Now, why is it so wet? <laughs> uh, hey, sports. Um, sports. Sports. Um, they're trying to do sports right now, um, despite <laughs> oh, all evidence <laughs> to the contrary. Um, the big one is ba- baseball's back, um, and it's been yeah. going... Very poorly. I think just about every day there's more tweets about more players testing positive. Um, I like the and I'm just looking. Start of- I'm just looking at the at the uh, five games that were meant to be played today. Three have been postponed. Very cool. <laughs> they they just like they're now they're now telegraphing. Really they, they started telegraphing as of like last night that they might just call it and end the season because it's it, it's clear that uh whatever precautions they were trying to take to manage it are <laughs> not working uh my favorite thing is this drew magari piece where he's like uh he like the opening para the opening paragraph he talks about like you know here's what's been going on and he's like uh but the mlb let the nats who practice with soto play of the night and i watched it because i'm a terrible person <laughs> like that's that's that that's the thing that makes me feel so dumb about all this is, is like I'm like they really shouldn't be doing sports right now. It's really stupid. Mm-hmm. Like this is Eight, really dumb. 18, but I watched it. 18 members of the Miami Marlins have tested positive <laughs> for COVID-19. In fact, it might the, be higher now cuz this is this article is a few days old. <laughs> the NBA uh, and the MLS are doing their bubble thing and then bubble. I guess the NHL is going to be doing that. Yeah. Uh, and that seems like maybe that is sustainable. What is, so I haven't um, followed that too closely. The idea is just like, they're just bringing everyone to one place. And then it's like, you're just staying yeah. here and they're like all staying on the same hotel. Basically that'll, the same that'll be great until someone inevitably gets infected. And then they all get infect infected very quickly. <laughs> well, so that did happen with a couple teams and they just, kicked them out Mm. like they said Mm. all right you're like basically the rules are if your team gets infected and like enough people do then you're gone like we we expunge you from the bubble Mm. Mm. um that happened with i think it was in the mls happened with nashville there was another team that it happened with like oh dallas i think it was Mm -hmm. like one of them like uh, basically arrived and then tested positive like two days later or something so they obviously like brought it with them Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. But they keep like everyone is like restricted. All the teams like that you stay with your team. You're not like mingling with other people and stuff. You don't get to like you basically like live in your hotel room or you're out on the fields at your designated practicing times and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basketball, similar kind of ideas like they bring food to you. It's 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 got to be like a depressing Spartan experience for these players. Yeah, right. <laughs> But I mean, at the same time, uh, it's a bit like being deployed. 
Yeah, exactly. hand, handing them MREs. They're basically, yes, they're basically the Sporps troops. Yeah. <laughs> just they're like, just everything just like, they eat yeah. is boiling bag. Yeah, writing letters to your wife. <laughs> I do not Caroline. know what tomorrow may hold for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's... Uh, I, I saw some of the meals they were got... getting. I think I almost might prefer an MRE to some and of them. Honestly, yeah. The MRE <laughs> seems like more uh, complicated than yeah. what they're getting. Yeah. Give me that pizza uh. MRE. I'll try. You know, I'll try it. <laughs> Can't be too but there's bad. a really good good article in uh, in the Discourse blog by Paul Blessed, which was like, just just cancel sports. Like, yeah. we should not be doing this. And then there's this article by Drew Magari. Which uh, I I pulled a uh, paragraph from it because it's very good. Like he says, and this is the the takeaway that I've been thinking about a lot. He says, this is a disgrace. But of course, I'm so inured to disgraces by now that I can hardly feel anything at all. What's happening with baseball is a reflection of the rest of this broken nation's response to the pandemic. Baseball, like America, believes that its inerrant specialness makes it exempt from the rules, even when everyone's or even the ones governing human biology, it mm, wants to be mm-hmm. congratulated for putting in the absolute bare minimum of prevention, prevented prevention measures. And then for using those meager efforts as an excuse to justify all of the horrible shit, it's negligence has wrought. Yeah. I mean, I think this is just, I mean, this is the attitude that the country has right now, which is like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't have to do that. Whether it be wearing a mask or social distancing or not having sports right now or going to, you know, not going to school or whatever. Everyone's idea is like, well, you do that, but I'm special, so I don't need to do that. And, you know, we don't There's- we don't need to. We're going to do our season anyway, because we you know, listen, it probably will probably be fine. You know, I assume I assume without evidence that I will be fine. <laughs> And yeah, then later when yeah. I'm not fine, I'm just like, well, now wait a minute. <laughs> How could this have happened? I know. I the just... thing that's crazy is I last night was talking talking to someone. I'm how do I how do I obfuscate this so that nobody can guess who I'm talking about? Um mm. persons known to me. <laughs> per- persons <laughs> a person or persons <laughs> were had a coronavirus scare. They were in contact with a family that came down with coronavirus mm. so they freaked out they were and now these people are very educated intelligent people right these these are not uh they're not like right-wing reactionaries okay mm-hmm. but they had been because it was hard kind of still doing things with other people because they have kids mm-hmm. so their kids were getting together and stuff like that but one of the families came down with coronavirus so they ever they freaked out and everyone went and got tested. Mm-hmm. And it, following the freakouts of them trying to like find the tests and where they can get tests, the doctors wouldn't let them, so they got to go here, you know. And then they all tested negative. Mm. So they immediately resumed doing all of the things that put them in that predicament. <sighs> like, well, because, I don't have. Well, it. it's safe now. <laughs> I don't have it. Yeah. It's like you didn't have it that day. Like what? Right. You you didn't have it that particular <laughs> moment, but like. But now that you're doing all the other stuff that opened you up to the risk, you're just as likely to get it, if not more, because the virus is spreading and things are getting worse. More and more Mm. people have it. Thus, your likelihood of catching it increases. And it's really just 
exhausting to me. Like I don't understand how people don't. It's like their brains just like a a break. The 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 metaphor I've been using that like makes sense to me is that a breaker tripped in people's brains. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're just not functioning at full capacity anymore. There's some part of people's brains that just stopped working. Right. I think it's you know it's like um. Maybe that's the part of their brain that makes them not super depressed and me depressed. Maybe that's I the, guess so. Maybe yeah. that's the the wager. Just a sort of ability <laughs> to compartmentalize and carry on, which you yeah, know maybe I don't have that. Maybe it's like oh you know perhaps if the case was like um you know like that we were facing like some sort of I don't know let's say that like you, there was an earthquake or whatever and you're like well you know we're just gonna carry on uh as much of life as normal you know. But that's not right. That's not because there's nothing you can do about it. This is different because the disease like doesn't. It's not respecting, like it's ongoing. (laughs) You're still in it, yeah, and it doesn't respect any of your your normal like boundaries or or whatever. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so it's like that just gets me into like a thought that I keep having lately is that there's this just like almost demoralizing surrender of giving up hope for anything better mm-hmm. like we can't imagine so when so like i've talked to people about how insane it is that these sports leagues are going up and their response is like yeah but what are you gonna do i mean <sighs> yeah and it's just like what do you mean what are you gonna do not that right <laughs> that's what you're gonna do yeah don't do it you're gonna you're and gonna not do the thing that is obviously bad <laughs> And they're like, but it's so hard. I mean, these people have to earn a living. Like, they have to, how else are they going to get paid? And I'm like, the answer to your question, how much are they getting paid, can be answered so many other ways than just pretending this disease isn't happening. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I think I think you filed this under the much larger failure of imagination that the nation has experienced over the past, like, 40 years. Yeah. But, and the thing that I keep saying is, you know, um, the the Democrats don't remember how to work any of the levers of government, and the Republicans think that it's immoral to touch any of the levers of government. So nothing is happening. Yeah. Because yeah. we've just we just don't know. You know, basically what happened is we were okay with coasting. You know, we'd just been coasting down the road, but now there's a cliff coming up and everyone's like, Well now wait a minute, how do we stop the car? I don't remember. I don't I don't know. Is there a way to stop? I've just been in here. Let's not touch anything in case it makes it worse. And and the theme that we've been talking about, especially like last season, um, that that like we've we've lost our ability to think collectively, so we can only think in terms of our individual choices. Mm-hmm. So we can't see that like the truth is that if we as a collective, as people, decide to do something else, we can do it. Yeah, it's not just on individuals. But we that that idea has been so put so far out of our imagination and our culture and our understanding that we like can't naturally access it. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like trying. How do you get people to think in terms of a collective instead of in terms of individuals? I that's that's a big question, but that yeah. seems to be like what's got to happen. I don't know. Right. I mean, I feel like we all collectively feel hopeless because we can't individually do anything about it. And it's yeah. like, I mean, I certainly <laughs> feel that way. You know, it's like, what yeah. can I do personally about this? It's like, I don't know that I can do much of anything. You can't. You can't do anything personally. Yeah. Like, like you have it has to be as a group of people. Right. 
So right, which is that's yeah. what this podcast is. Now we're a group, now but it is interesting. The things that we are trying to do. Um, this is a, a New York Times uh, article that they have called "What Back to School Might Look Like in the Age of COVID nineteen," oh um, and they have a tweet thread about all of the insane, ridiculous things that schools are trying to do to get children back to in person instruction. Uh, yeah. Changes will start as soon as students leave home. Bus rides won't look the same. A typical bus carries 54 children. With social distancing, it might be eight. Uh, it, it probably won't be in a lot of cases. No, to be it honest. will be 54 people. <laughs> um, school districts expecting to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to hire monitors to check students' symptoms before they board buses or add more bus routes. Students will be checked uh, to see if they're running a temperature or showing symptoms when they arrive at school. Um, once students are inside, the classrooms will look different one goal is to keep children in self-contained pods that could be quarantined if someone tell tests positive um some students will use x's teachers may use clear face shields instead of masks uh desks may have plastic shields and according to being placed according to social distancing guidelines schools are not planning to follow a traditional bell schedule instead individual pods of students will travel through unidirectional hallways at specific times including in some cases for pre-scheduled bathroom breaks and there's more of this and i just retweeted this said what if we just didn't do this we don't we don't have to do this is the thing we don't need to send the kids back to, to school in person. There are alternatives that we can come up with. Um, but instead, we're like figuring out the most convoluted and stupid way to do the riskiest thing. This has been, Andrew, this has been my. Oh, are you familiar with this? <laughs> experience <laughs> of watching all of these things unfold since mm. I work in a school. And it is, it is, it is. The enormity Asinine. of their stupidity is just overwhelming. <laughs> the ideas that they come up with, it, like so, for instance, well, teachers, in, because the students need to see their face. Like, how are they supposed to teach? Well, they can wear a face shield. Oh, cool! Because the face shield blocks all air from coming into your. No, it does. Yeah, it has right. it. It. it the, what? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. Like, if your students are spitting on you, right? It protects you, but like. Theoretically, you're standing it, away from It blocks your like a line of sight, but it doesn't, dr you know, yeah, you're still like, breathing you, stuff in hello, unprotected. Do you know how <laughs> air works? <laughs> like, you're, yeah. teach you're supposed to be in charge of teaching the youth of America, and you don't know how air works. Mm -hmm. That it's, it doesn't just travel in a straight line. And <laughs> uh, this stuff is like, it's, it is really insane. Yeah. I'm not trying to depress everybody, but it's just like, I guess the takeaway is that like it, it it's possible to just say no no like uh, we're yeah. no we're not going to do this. Uh, I I've seen a lot Some of places schools are, are sort of they're like giving you a choice whether you can send your students back or if you choose a virtual option. Uh Yeah. And I would absolutely choose the virtual option. <laughs> I've seen a lot of discussion of like well-meaning parents saying like they would feel guilty about doing that. I, because I, they feel I, like it's putting an undue burden on the teachers in schools and things like that. But um, uh, it's not. We're already putting, as we've just explained, they're yeah. already going to have an undue burden placed on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not going to add to it, really. If anything, it's going to help take away some of the burden. Because if, if enough parents do that, then the school will be like, okay, well, this is just what we're doing. Yeah. Well, and um, I think the teachers probably, I mean, we've seen a lot of teachers unions have been speaking up already saying right. that this is a terrible idea. And I think, I think it will, 
largely fall on the teachers unions t- because they actually have the leverage to get school districts to reconsider these sorts of th- decisions. Um, right. So I guess I hope that they oppose this strongly because it's it's their lives on the line, frankly. And that's uh, been happening in California. So yeah. the teachers unions in California have basically pushed the, the governor to order that, you know, schools... Schools can't open unless you meet these certain criteria, and almost no schools will meet that criteria. Yeah, and they're pushing for even more stringent criteria. So, um, and I, you know, teacher teachers unions are starting to do that. So, if you're if you're working education and you're in a union, you that that's what you should be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, but speaking, we probably should do an ad break here, huh? Oh uh, yeah. So I'm going to do our ad. Andrew, we want to tell us about our sponsor this week. Our sponsor this week is Shelfly. Shelfly is a service that is designed for the, the COVID era of video conferencing and video chats. Um, it's oh. a service that delivers you books for you to use as a background in, in Zoom calls, things like that. Um, you know, you want to have a nice backdrop and you want to have a backdrop that communicates that you're smart as well. So we have several packages um, we have like an oh. influencer package where you have like, you know, the, the sort of hot gossip books of the day. Um, we have a journalist mm-hmm. package, which appears to just be like 30 copies of The Power Broker uh, by Robert Caro. <laughs> um, uh-huh. The important thing is that we're not actually going to ship you a bunch of books because that would be heavy. And, and, you know, that's just too much anyway. This is basically right. a, a thin veneer. It's like a little plastic piece that looks like books. And you, and you sit them on your shelf and then you appear to be much smarter than you actually are. Um, and you can subscribe today for the low price of uh, $19.99 a month. Yeah, I have the, I have a uh, code. Oh, uh, yes. Here. Um, and the code, the code is, um, no, that can't be right. Uh-oh. It's is not that- the same code as last time, was it? Because we got some feedback on that. And uh, I have to say... Uh, we apologize profoundly for the previous code, but um, yeah. Well, the code, the code is, if you want to get the discount, mm. the code is um, where we go one, we go all. So. Huh. Interesting. That's it. Hmm. It's a key. I guess these people are Q people. Yeah, that's bizarre. I don't know. Are we who are we screening these sponsorships before we get them? Listen, or? We need money. It's yeah, expensive to do a podcast. The thing is that if more people would go on our Patreon, mm. um, then we wouldn't need to take all these sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, uh, people aren't aren't going to patreon.com slash good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Shelfly um look smart without actually doing anything. Uh, okay. Um, this is a vertical. Oh, hey, this is a good vertical. (laughs) Yeah. This is a vertical of things that suck, um, from, from, from like the past week. First we have, um, I have a, I have a statement here. Um, this is from Russ Diamond. It is entitled, um, statement, statement on hateful comments toward unmasked community. State Representative Russ Diamond today addressed the hateful and intolerant comments directed towards the unmasked community in Pennsylvania. I feel I must personally respond to the multiple incidents of harassment and specifically hate and intolerance directed at me that have not necessarily been reported in the press, but are rampant across social media and the internet. 
blah, blah, blah. In addition, the most vulnerable among us continue to suffer, including Hello? unmasked individuals of color, unmasked youth and seniors, and unmasked immigrants. We have not made progress until we have all made progress. It is in this space that these acts of intolerance live and where we need to continue to work against intolerance and discrimination. Um, yeah, so some Pennsylvania lawmaker um, who looks... Uh, a bit like Gary Busey, to be honest, and acts like it as well, apparently. Um, released a statement uh, about unmasked community nonsense or whatever. And later, later came out that what he had done was he had taken... Uh, okay, so this is a doozy. So he had taken a statement by the uh, Pennsylvania Secretary of Health, Dr. Rachel Levine, who is a trans woman, which was about LGBTQ uh, issues and basically control did find and replace for LGBTQ with unmasked. Oh, no. <laughs> I would prefer not. And, and he, he thought that this was a good idea. Uh, so, yeah. Um, that's, that's something that sucks. Um, second thing that sucks, I don't know if you saw this. This was earlier this week. Um, a new service was unveiled uh, called Genderify. <laughs> yeah gender gender genderify. genderify and and what genderify does um is it helps you um identify someone's gender by analyzing their name email address or username so basically you put in a name and it gives you like a percentage whether they're male or female using ai um it, sorry i'm an api yeah an api um, API for gender. So what what happens is um, so the Verge tested this. You put the name Megan Smith in, and it gives you sixty percent female, forty percent male. Then you change the name to Doctor Megan Smith, and it produces male seventy five percent, female twenty five percent. Very cool. We love we love those sorts of results. Also, the idea of identifying someone's gender based on their name is a garbage idea and indeed it took um only about a day for this project to just get completely pulled down and deleted um so i guess we did it um someone did make a a, a, a fake version <laughs> on github called genderify pro uh which you put in a name and then it just tells you um if it's important to know someone's gender ask them <laughs> which is i like that cool um, cool 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 yeah, so that was bad. And then finally, um, a selection of things um, where we must express our deepest sympathy. Um, how sad for them. <laughs> Number one. This new segment, how, how sad for them. Yeah. Number one. Baby boomers endure a lost year as they await the return of safe air and cruise travel. How sad for them. <laughs> Uh, number two, this one from my from my university. Ohio State shutdown causes millions in losses for Campus Park, the uh, parking administrator. How sad for them. How terribly, terribly sad. Uh, and finally, uh, from WGBH Boston, landlords uh, face potentially devastating economic harm due to a statewide moratorium on evictions and foreclosures. How sad for them. Just lots of... You know, listen, there's lots of people suffering. Won't, won't someone think of the boomers and or landlords and or parking uh, meter maids? Really? Really? Yeah. Have some have some empathy. It's just people. so sad. Oh, you have a quick keyboard update. Yeah. Um. So, you know, last time we talked about uh, stuff 
that you would be interested in in a keyboard, and I have um, mm. ordered most of it and received most oh. of it. I was expecting to have all of the components need to put it together so that I could give you a sound demonstration. Uh, but due to the Trump administration's crippling of the United States Postal Service, uh, the delivery of the switches, which was expected on Friday, has been delayed. Um, but things are progressing. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah. Now, I didn't think to ask this before, but what... Um how is this guy going to plug in? Is it, is it a, oh, it's a, US, a, a USB, a USB. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There are some wireless mechanical keyboards, but they're relatively uncommon due to the, the complication that that tends to present. Right. So, right. Yeah. You I know. need to, yeah, I need to find an, an adapter. This whole, we need to get everyone just, can we just everyone get to USB C? Yeah. Yeah. Can we just go to USB C, everybody. Mm -hmm. Let's just do it. Let's do it. We can listen. This is the same thing. <laughs> we can just all decide to do it, and then it happens. Yeah. That's if we just oh, all decide just it. Magical it thinking for USB C. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, also had something here. Um, yes. For, uh, what's this, Gerald? Gerald Strat Stratford. Gerald Stratford upon Avon. Yeah. Um. This is. Uh. I'm recommending that everyone go and follow this this nice gentleman from Oxford in England. His name is Gerald Stratford. His Twitter is at Gerald Stratford three. The the numeral three. Um. And what his bio says: retired fisherman and gardener, heavy into growing big veg. So, um, this is like, oh, this guy, this is your, this, this is your primary content. This is just an old man, um, who is just growing all kinds of vegetables and cool stuff. And all of his posts are very wholesome. Um, and they're even more wholesome because he doesn't use punctuation marks, but he has one here that says, uh, just emptied my first bucket of Charlotte potatoes, 11 pounds, two ounces from two seed potatoes. I'm well pleased. Cheers. And he just looks so happy and proud of himself. <laughs> also, he's in this like, do you see this tweet? It's one of the more recent ones. He's, uh, yeah. If you click into the first picture, he's in this fit. He's got overalls on and then he's wearing like a, like, uh, like a rose colored t-shirt and pants with Crocs. Like it's, it's immaculate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this this this, this, this is great. the kind of person who goes on a layabout and a walkabout. Indeed, you know? yeah, yeah. He goes for a constitutional, yeah. Um, oh, this is everything I want to be. And he like, ends all of his tweets with cheers, which is something that I'm thinking of taking up because it's just delight delightful. Uh, you know, he's got pictures of his good. wife on here too. They made dinner the other night. Um, listen, I myself like taking in the last of the rays before dinner. Cheers. Um, the cauliflowers are coming thick and fast now. Thank you, Medwin of Angles, for your trial seed. Cheers. I do like a nice fresh cabbage. Liz will cook it with the new potatoes and a nice pie. Cheers. And he's just got... He's, look at this massive cabbage he has. I, this man is like a, a vegetable whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like these, these, these fellows in England... The, 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 some, the, the dirt in England looks like... Just real, so good. Yeah, like, I don't know what it is. It's it's a it's a beautiful garden land. Really, I feel like good. Comp I, if, if I could do anything, I would like to just go to England and and yeah. find go go to the West Country. Great, great photo of him here in a baseball cap, a, a light blue t shirt, some plaid cargo shorts, and some like um uh, wellies, some rain boots, 
and he's got a shovel and he's standing in front of a big dirt pile and the, the caption is good compost is expensive so i think i'll make my own <laughs> and he's working oh, on it oh boy Oh boy! <laughs> it's just it. see, here's the thing, you know. He doesn't tweet very often, so when he does, it's like a nice little present in your feed. Very good. I'm following, good. following right now. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm. I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing.